Welcome to episode 35 of Seize the Moment Podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. And since it's the new year, I'm thinking, why don't we start off the talk with New Year's resolutions? Mm-hmm. Do you have any New Year's resolutions, <laughs> Leon? So, um, the one I was thinking about since, guys, we came up with this topic pretty much like, I don't know, a few days ago. Uh, so, the one I was... On New Year's. Yeah. Was it New Year's that we came up with that? Yeah. We were at a house party. It was really cool. It was actually supposed to be six people showing up there. Yeah. And somehow it became like 20-something people. And it became a really good night. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, wow, damn. So I guess it was on New Year's. Okay. So New Year's is the time that we came up with the episode. Uh, so yeah, I was thinking about it. And so as I mean, as obviously you know and kind of our audience knows too, right? So I'm an existential writer, right? So for me, yeah, right? <laughs> so for me, sort of um, authenticity and kind of being real and genuine is really important to me, right? And so even though I write a lot about this stuff, right, because it is super important to me, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's something that I actualize, you know, I guess very often, whatever that means. So for me, the idea is just like um, to pretty much to put myself out there more, right? And we're going to get into, you know, kind of like what that means and obviously how do we actualize that, but it's putting myself out there more and just being more honest and open about kind of my experiences, my feelings, um, stuff I'm going through, stuff I went through, and just like, you know, kind of, um, I guess, pushing back against the fear of the, you know, criticism or feedback that others would give me. What about Damn. you? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. Thank you. That's pretty good. So, yeah, for me, it's uh, more of a thing of uh, time management. Okay. One thing I noticed... Uh, last year. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening, uh, which is actually very good for me, um, I got a job that I'm actually very uh, happy with and satisfied with, which mm-hmm. is very cool. Uh, however, the problem with, and my, my job is kind of like the nine to five sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of time out of your day. Now, before I had this job, I had a lot of free time to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, be able to like, if I, and my interest was always like stuff like uh, self-help books, or video seminars, or actually going to a seminar, uh, meeting different people in groups, stuff like that, and just kind of being a, like an autodidact and just keep learning, right? Learn, 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 and make time for that. And when I had even like a whole free day, I would waste time, of course, but since I had a whole day to do something, maybe three hours of that day, mm-hmm. I'll be dedicating to actually learning something, right? Mm-hmm. Now, with the new schedule last year, one thing I noticed is I... The way I still carved out time to do stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it wasn't what it was before. Mm-hmm. And I still have a lot of things that I really, really want to dive into and learn. And it's not something that I really can, I don't want to take a month to read a book, for example. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's too, it's not that it's too long, but sometimes even when you don't engage with something every single day mm-hmm. or for a certain amount of time a day, you don't get really, you don't really work with it and get really deep into it right. uh, to the degree where you'll actually be able to think about what it is that you're reading mm-hmm. and learn from it. Because you have to kind of ask questions about what you're reading and things like that. You can't just read, put it down, come back to it, read again and all that. You have to really work with what you're reading in order to yeah. uh, internalize what's there. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, my New Year's resolution is to learn to uh, manage my time better, mm-hmm. uh, to carve out time in such a way that uh, I, I really have time for these sorts of things. Okay. Uh, and of course, uh, also time for uh, friends, you know, to hang out with friends, mm-hmm. um, time for a relationship and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, 
but but yeah, there are these things that I still want to learn and do, and I have to figure out how to do it with the time I have currently, mm -hmm. and then also maybe even explore an option of changing how I already use my time. For example, let's say so I, I again I like the job, but mm -hmm. maybe who knows? I maybe I should be open to a different one, mm -hmm. or maybe something else where I do something on my own, mm -hmm. or or in a team or something. And, mm -hmm. Who knows? But that's just pure speculation. Mm -hmm. That's one New Year's resolution. Okay. Time management. All right. You have more? Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, other ones are just more like... Um, try to just uh, maybe meditate. <coughs> Bless you. First sneeze of the episode. Some people <laughs> say in some cultures, actually, when you sneeze, <laughs> it means it's the truth that the other person yeah. was saying. Mm -hmm. um, so let's... Yeah. But anyway, so... Yeah, exploring, like, um, being more present to the moment. Mm -hmm. um, there are times in my life where I've been very present, and then there's times in my life, like, actually, there were times this past year mm -hmm. where I felt very challenged uh, to stay uh, present. Like, I would have certain... Um, it's getting really deep now. Mm -hmm. But I would have certain um, thoughts, like intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. Let's say when I'm taking the train in the morning or something like that, that I never experienced before. I always had a very like... Oh, is this I, a social I, anxiety? No, no, no. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Was there about enough. people though? Yeah, for example, okay. like if somebody's uh, rubbing up against me on the yeah, train so or something like that. I, uh, is it anxiety though? It's not like a, it's not a fear. It's oh, more yeah. like a, something like a... I would have like an intrusive thought like of, uh, uh, and I don't want to admit this uh, because here's the thing, I don't identify with it, mm -hmm. but it, it was a struggle because I'm like, whoa, where is this coming from? Because it almost makes you want to identify with such a thing. Mm -hmm. but I'd be like, uh, if somebody rubbed against me, I'd be a little like pissed off or something for a second. Oh, so it's not for your anger? No, yeah, like weird little things like that mm -hmm. and things I never had before in my life. Oh, because personalizing. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, but, but I also, with the moment I noticed it, I'd yeah. be like, what the hell are you thinking? And then kind of distance myself from it. But the, my issue was that I didn't even have things like that happen at all. Did you know by any chance, well, maybe you do, obviously, but do you know that actually most people have those? So of like course, the automatic yeah. thoughts. So for me, I literally, and like, I guess this is kind of, oh, being authentic, right? So, oh shit, like this is such a great opportunity for this. So like, I'd be the guess whatever, I could tell everybody now. So I have to like remind myself about, I don't know, 10 to 20 times in the day not to be an asshole. Because like there are things that happen and I just want to like say something or do something. I'm like, nope, don't be an asshole. Nope, don't, don't do that. Don't think that, don't do that. And I'm like always kind of bouncing back and forth between like automatic thoughts where I'm like hypercritical of someone, where um, I'm mad at someone for something stupid and then I have to stay, step back and I'm like, nope, don't be an asshole. And then I have to sometimes kind of walk myself to why I shouldn't be an asshole. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. And actually, you know, I'm happy that you're admitting something like that, or even I said what I said a second ago, because honestly, uh, back in the day when I had started uh, doing things like Ego Ends Now and all that, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, uh, I adhered to, you know, the, the core principle, you want to be authentic, yeah. right? But at the same time, there was like a certain image that I tried to put out there yeah. of like this like not idolic figure. I'm not trying to say that. Like somebody who is like unreactive, someone who doesn't let things get to them, all that. And I felt like if I said to anyone that I had other kinds of things that like, uh, like an issue or something that I'm working on, yeah. that I wasn't this person worthy of talking about how to get over these things mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But I think that's actually more relatable. If you say that you're actually on your own journey trying to, mm -hmm. um, 
either self-actualize or, you know, be better. Yeah. And also that, you know, you, you don't say like, oh, I'm this perfect, enlightened figure or whatever. I'm definitely not. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I'm sure though, that there have been moments in your life of lucid, complete lucidity mm-hmm. where you have been like at some sort of peak of, you know, just like some sort of state where, that you could have been in, right? Mm-hmm. Or a flow state, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but to maintain stuff like that is, uh, I don't know how realistic it is. There are probably people who dwell in those kinds of states more often than not, or, yeah. or for a certain percentage of time longer than the average person. Mm-hmm. All I can say for myself is that I am better than I used to be. Mm-hmm. So I try to just compare myself to how I was before. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, as I mean, far as that goes. And I think the other thing that tries to, or at least I used to try to help myself, was that I remind myself that, look, man, sometimes, well, the whole thing of being an asshole, that it's never about the person, right? So that I already know. And then the other thing is that I have to kind of remind myself that I get up pretty cranky in the morning. I'm not a morning person. Um, sometimes I wake up, like, with tension headaches or stomach aches, right, because of anxiety overnight. Yeah, it's like a thing. So, um, so oh, like, I when, know this. yeah, man, it sucks. So it's like when I'm on the train. Everyone listening is like, what the fuck, <laughs> for real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like when I get up in the morning, right? And like, I don't know, somebody does something on the train or whatever. Like, you know, what I can't stand is when people walk slow in front of me. Oh, that drives me crazy. But then I have to remind myself, I'm like, okay, this is a community, right? The sidewalk doesn't belong to me. I am not entitled to have this person walk like, you know, whatever, five, six, seven steps ahead of me. So the point is that like, um, sometimes when our biologies are what we are and like, you know, we're feeling like shit where it's very easy for us to be in bad moods. And then obviously the bad, or like, let's say feel like irritable, feel annoyed, like frustrated, right? And then it's easy for us to kind of see the world through that kind of lens yeah so it's because of things like that that like i i i, I could respect that i know there's a cliche to new year's resolutions mm-hmm. they're like hey man like if you wanted to decide to do something new mm-hmm. you should just do it now as soon as you were thinking about it don't wait for new year or something mm-hmm. but that you know there's nuance to that right mm-hmm. like it's 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 not necessarily about when uh, when do you start or anything like that or sometimes it provides a structure in people's heads I've had moments in my uh, life like maybe two years back or even maybe last year maybe last year yeah no no oh yeah two years back I said to myself I'm gonna go to the gym every single day that's wild and I did almost <laughs> I'm back. I have a graph actually of like uh, how many times I was there can I guess what the like can I map it out for you just to take a guess what that was like for you Sure. Okay, so this is what I think happened. So you were here, right? And then you went up here. And then you did this, did this, did this, and then boom! There was a big drop-off somewhere. Nope. No, really? No. Nope. That's what usually happens. That's so interesting. No, no. Well, no, I've had that before. Yeah. It wasn't in that recent... Not that recent one. Mm-hmm. It was actually like a firm commitment, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. I've, I've definitely experienced that, where like uh, for like a month, everything's looking good. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it completely drops off. I go back to my old habits <laughs> yeah. or something like it's that. it's a lot. And then maybe even 10 times hard dwell in like my old habits or something. I've had that before. Yeah. Uh, but I've used like the suffering from that to kind of uh, leverage doing the right thing. It just took a lot of... Um, uh, trial and error, you can say mm-hmm. something like that, yeah. and then enough of like you know how much are you willing to kind of like put up with uh, from yourself, and then uh, for me I was like, come on, I'm getting older. As soon as, as soon as like I was like, I'm gonna be 28 soon. Like I imagine when I was younger, mm-hmm. at 28, yeah. I, I, I forgot where I heard this. I, it may not be true currently, 
but but I heard a long time ago, twenty eight is like the like a man's prime physically. Okay, maybe. And then some people would say no because they're like, no, you're probably more fit and stronger in your earlier twenties or something like that. Maybe. But but something about twenty eight, I heard like that's when you fully grow into into yourself. Like something about like uh, how you're going to be for the rest of your life is I don't know. It's magical number twenty eight, right? Whatever. Yeah. I had that thought in the back of my head for a long time and as I was approaching that number I'm like wow you know you've been like looking and you know good job Alan you've been looking at self-help stuff since like eight there are probably things that people haven't looked at that you were looking at and it's fantastic good for you you access this like uh I forgot how Emmy called it like it's some arcane secrets something like that I don't remember but she said like you we don't have access to our hidden arcane knowledge so okay I got you the boy I got the meaning yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so I was like, oh, yeah, it's just fantastic. But I didn't, and many times I did act on it, but in such a, in such a way where I didn't fully dive in, Mm -hmm. like in terms of even executing and like taking action, like there are a lot of things that I would just kind of play with, like gain knowledge and theory Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, I have more knowledge and more theory. And now I look at the world differently. Mm -hmm. So, and I used to be like, uh, oh, this is what I used to think. I used to think that, um, if I change my view on the world, my my experience of how I you know, perceive everything will change, and my relationship to everything will change, which is actually true. Yeah, but it's just very hard. Even, but here's the thing: even if you accomplish um, having a perspective shift, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that. So you also have to take action, though. Yeah. Even a perspective shift, like an internal mental, like change, like even if you went from, oh, everyone is an enemy mm-hmm. to everyone's okay to everyone is my friend or something like that, mm-hmm. maybe based on how you think about that, maybe that'll change like certain things you automatically do and how you talk to people. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to actually go and talk to someone. You right. still have to go and do the work of like... It just makes it easier. You know, yeah. Oh, so since you bring this up, you know what's interesting? Um, shit. I kind of feel bad for forgetting the name because I think these guys, or the person who has this podcast, deserves so much credit. Crap. Oh, now I'm going to feel like a dick. It's not Rogan? No, it's not Rogan. Um, so Daniel Kahneman, you know, obviously the famous uh, cognitive psychologist. So damn, he was on this podcast recently. And I feel so bad because I'm like going to mention this and I'm going to talk about the guy, whatever. Uh, okay, so he was on this podcast recently and he said something that was really profound. And I mean, pretty much something that I guess therapists and philosophers have known for ages, but like for, I guess, people who don't really study it don't really know. So he said that like, you know, as you know, common people, we make the mistake of trying to push someone into something, right? So it's like what you're talking about is actually Kahneman's view of psychology and what it's supposed to be. So he says for the most part, right? So let's say people have tension, right? So they have anxiety Mm -hmm. or let's say or just anxiety or resentment or just some sort of aversion to doing the action, whatever it is, right? And he's like, but what we do is we're like, no, you now have to do this, right? Here are all these reasons why this will be beneficial for you. Do it, right? They put pressure on them, right? And sometimes they say, well, I'll be happy if you do it or I need you to do it, right? Pressure, pressure, pressure. So what happens is or what the likely outcome is on the one hand the person already starts out with not wanting to do the thing whether they're anxious about it um whether it's just not something that they're motivated to do whether it's a combination of the two whether it's something that um maybe 
if they did do it, it would make them, let's say, resentful of having to do it or whatever, even some combination of factors. And then you have this other person who's like, no, you have to do it, right? So they put more pressure on them. And then so what happens when there's all this tension, right? When there's sort of on the one hand, the tension of, let's say, the desire to kind of avoid, right? The desire to sort of not engage in the activity. And then on the other hand, there's now all of this pressure, right? Those tensions, they kind of merge. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the person now wants to desperately avoid it, right? So they want to get away from the tension. So he says what we do is but it's actually the opposite of what you should be doing so for people what we do is because it's so natural it's the way we're raised you know maybe there's some inherent biology here unquestionable but we're like used to just pushing people into things right to say like no 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 you should do this or here are these great reasons why like just do it and the other person's like no i don't want to right so what kahneman says essentially is that he's like we have to work on what he he gave this really great metaphor where he said like think of it as something um I'm not going to give the metaphor because I'm not, I'm going to butcher it and I don't really remember. But the point is, he says, rather than sort of to bring in, to sort of, um, to push forward or rather to give forth another force, right? He says what you should be thinking about is taking away the force, right? Taking away the force that's sort of making that person want to avoid the action for whatever reason. So what you're doing is you're essentially saying like, hey, like, let's work on this person's worldview, right? So if let's say person A or whatever, the only person, rather. So if, let's say, the person is essentially afraid of going out into the world and talking to people, right, what we want to do is, like, so my natural reaction, like, let's say you, right, you would want to, you're, like, um, you're, you think to yourself, like, you know what, I want to start talking to people, right? And I'm like, oh, Alan, you should do it. Like, mm-hmm. you should definitely do it, man. There's nothing to be afraid of. And you're like, no, but, like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, what if they say, no, they're not going to say that. Just go do it. But no, 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 just look, bro, you're, you're like a real pussy if you don't do it. You got to do it. Just do it. Don't be a coward, right? And then, of course, what happens is you're like, now I want to avoid this person and I want to avoid the action. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of, I, I, I can say, actually, you know, to be honest, something like that might help someone. But yes. that's just an aside. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Kahneman says it's not that it's like, you know, it's blonde, black, and white, right? There are some people it definitely helps, but for the most part, in the majority, it doesn't. So, what, like, a therapist or what he would have done is he would talk to, like, pretty much figure out what the anxiety is over, right? So, he would try to help this person figure out, like, why is he anxious or she? And what is it about, like, let's say, what is the evidence really indicating, right? Should they be anxious? Um, is their worldview of people correct or rather the majority of people, right? Is it possible that they could be wrong? So, they would go through this thinking process with them. Mm-hmm. So, right, the sort of force that's holding them back is the anxiety right another person sort of pushing them into it calling them a coward criticizing them telling them that they're wrong no you're wrong that's not gonna happen what do you do Alan no you're stupid they're gonna be so nice to you look at you you're great right and it's like all of that really goes nowhere because the criticism the sort of the counter beliefs it's not a person just because you say something is wrong doesn't necessarily mean a person is gonna believe it if I tell you Alan you're wrong and you're a coward if you don't do it you're not gonna I mean I'm assuming right you're not gonna be like, wow bro you're so right I didn't see that before right so Kahneman essentially says that you have to take away a part or at least if not all of the force but at least a part of that force right you have to help the person reduce the anxiety and so through criticism and obviously through even just you know counter beliefs or counter facts whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. right you that doesn't work right you have to actually go through the process of what is preventing this person from doing this particular thing and the idea is in the topic that we're going to cover right risk aversion it, this is going to take some risk right so because the idea is that a lot of times it doesn't work if you're trying to change your person's worldview you have to come in knowing that there's a high risk that it won't work there's a high risk and there's a high chance that it won't work so it's like are you willing to sort of put your effort and put your energy into this person's worldview and pretty much how important is it to you that that person change because if you're just trying to sort of force them into something it ain't gonna happen well yeah but you also have to get them to buy into yes. the the idea that it's worthwhile taking the risk yes and um i, th- I think that the how you get them to do that is I think it differs person to person. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, actually, sometimes, uh, so actually that thing where you call somebody like, oh, you're a coward or something like that, depending where a person is, that's true. Uh, that actually might be enough motivation for them to try something new, mm-hmm. uh, especially depending on their values. And like, I'm not a coward. He's yeah. calling me a coward because of this. <laughs> that's true. I'm going to prove I'm not, you know, and they might, another person, sometimes you actually just need to explain to them why it's uh, worthwhile like what are what are the pros and cons or uh, or what are the well yeah pros and cons like if you had to say what are the pros and cons of not taking this risk Mm -hmm. and what are the pros and cons of taking this risk and really breaking it down uh so kind of that cognitive thought record Mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah. which is technically socratic questioning that's why i i fucking love socrates i think the the concept of socratic questioning is like the greatest thing in the world what's like some of my favorite moments as a therapist is like um so like let's say there's an answer that i have in mind sometimes for the person of what i want them to do or what i want them to think but by the way sometimes i'm wrong right so for me my perspective is like look man i want this person to get to this point but the thing is i can also be wrong and maybe there's another solution that's better for them so when we go to kind of socratic dialogue sometimes the person is like oh like wow this is the right answer and i'm like see i didn't tell you that you figured that out on your own but sometimes they find a different answer and i'm like wow and they're like wait but you don't agree with that and i say no you're right i don't but apparently that's what's right for you so it's like you gotta kind of have to stand back and accept it but my point is just overall like cognitive thought record and socratic questioning are pretty much the best methods we have to get somebody to sort of i guess become or live the best version of themselves yeah and also mm, I should put this like also another way to frame it too is um, like you know those motivational videos on YouTube for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, some of them that I've heard have this really cool thing that they put out there where it's just like you know how strong is your why like what or what is your why or figure out what is your why like what is your reason for even attempting to try to change something about yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if it's if it's very strong. It has a sort of um, gravity to it that'll sort of. Cr- this is getting into a different realm uh, out of like psychotherapy, but I'm sure this has a, a, a working capability. Like somebody could use this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the the gravity of that purpose or of that why mm-hmm. can create personal boundaries mm-hmm. against behaviors that would otherwise keep you from successfully um, living that uh, or successfully taking on that risk mm-hmm. or having the, the uh, okay so for instance um, for instance uh, let's say my uh, my purpose is um, I would like to, that you know to change what is the default um, the default narrative for humanity, which is what the fuck does that mean, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is like, like change what is um, the default like paradigm of the average person. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even saying like something like make everyone enlightened or whatever. My goal is something like, what is you know how do you change to change like what's the um, what is what is taught to people and normalized, what is made into something that's as simple as like a, like a cultural thing mm-hmm. that people just happen to agree with or know about, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, how do I do something like that? It sounds like a very big thing, mm-hmm. right? Well, not even how. Say I'm trying to do that. What kind of person would I have to be or what kind of things would I have to do if I wanted to do that? 
I couldn't, for example, not do a podcast and not want to try to expose or say certain ideas um, and put them out there, right? If before I had a fear of doing that, and I did, uh, my, my fear was I didn't, uh, I didn't feel like I was um, qualified to even, you know, have an opinion, right? Wow. Uh, no, because I figure you have to be like, for instance, like for people to listen to you, you have to be like somebody who's like icon level, like somebody okay. like a, like a, like a Tony Rob, Tony Robbins, uh, Richard Branson, uh, a Sam Harris, uh, a Joe Rogan, a Miley you know? Cyrus, thank you, <laughs> a Miley Cyrus, right? That's funny. Um, wow, but like, yeah, like you know, you have to. Like, you have to be someone who already has some sort of renown about mm-hmm. them or, or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there probably is some truth to that. It's not like I just came up with that. But it's also like an excuse not to take action. Mm-hmm. I was being risk averse mm-hmm. because of all these excuses I had. But then when, my, when I really aligned myself with what is my why, what is my purpose mm-hmm. for what I'm trying to do, all of a sudden... I said, you know what, uh, for some reason, because I'm really buying into this purpose I, I'm, I, I you know, put out for myself, mm-hmm. it made me have boundaries against that fear or more boundaries than before because mm-hmm. I still had the fear of uh, doing it when we started doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. And even then, like, there are times before the show, depending, like, you know, who the guest is or something like that and then like how are we going to do the show mm-hmm. or or if an equipment it you know we have to make sure the equipment is working a certain way mm-hmm. and like you don't want it to like mess up when yeah there yeah yeah you see if anyone noticed if for anyone watching the video version of this just like Joyan was like yep this is this is happened a few times yeah Multiple so times too many times my perfectionism was like oh my you know what's so funny just a quick aside yesterday i was like literally listening to the glenn episode and like my uh my bad headphones and i couldn't hear like i heard you a little bit and i couldn't hear myself i was like i can't believe this again i was like it doesn't work but it was my bad, bad headphones that's why oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 no. thank like, so, god <laughs> it's like they're very low but so but the thing is like you were audible and glenn was audible i wasn't at all and i was like oh my god man i was like every time there's gotta be something something well yeah. yeah so see that's authenticity i hope yeah no no one drives me crazy so uh yeah so uh, but the thing is like yeah I, and then also us doing it every week right mm-hmm. it's not just a matter of routine i mean it is but it, it's not just that i mean there's something else that's like making us want to keep doing it yeah, most and of it's me. not if you depending on if you took our reasons away for wanting to do it, mm-hmm. like, could you really do it? Like, for example, say, um, uh, <clears throat> oh boy, I, I can't give this example. Mm. It, it would, nah, it was, somebody would take it the wrong way. I gotcha. Well, say somebody, okay. did, say somebody didn't want to do the show for the same reasons that we want to do the show. Okay. They're not as likely to come on every single week to do it I got you, you know yeah uh to put it that way and you. respect to all yeah, the people I'm just trying to make a point I of like you. how strong is like your purpose and, and what is your purpose also right. because even that person who it's not their purpose For it sure. means they have another purpose so that's why I'm tr- not trying to put any bad uh stuff out there I got you but uh <laughs> that juju. was very careful yeah you like how careful that was yeah, yeah. that was very careful way of framing it uh-huh. uh but yeah 
Motivation is important. By the way, I just wanted to really quickly tell you, so I think it would really be important for you to know. So you said before that, like, I'm obviously, because you're like, oh, no, I'm not an expert, right? So I don't know if, like, my opinion matters. Guess what? So because we're having this conversation, so the way I kind of structure my therapy is, like, so I focus on the thought record, right? And then, like, in order to reduce the anxiety, well, in order to reduce anxiety, right? So like, for hypothetically someone who has social anxiety. But then, like, on the other hand, right, we go to the behavioral strategies of, like, okay, now that you're not feeling anxious, what is it that you can do? right to kind of like go forward in terms of whatever you want to accomplish right so you just taught me that there should actually be a second process right between the first and now the third and the second process is actually what you just said the motivator and I actually even though I know that anxiety and motivation are linked for whatever reason I didn't put that together in my session so now I'm going to do that I'm going to literally now focus on not only reducing anxiety but increasing motivation so thank you well yeah and of course no because here's the thing like uh, even if you take the force away mm -hmm. that's restricting them yeah. how Daniel Kahneman was saying yeah that that uh, that's probably that's extremely helpful anyway yeah I just here's the thing like it could just um, be better that's it I think that for me it worked out in the way where like when I was listening to that kind of that narrative of like what's your why and stuff right. I did notice that when I found out what it was it did help me to have um Boundaries towards behaviors that were keeping me from taking certain actions, uh -huh. right? And then wait, what was that? Can you please say the last line again? Uh, mm. it, it it was if having a purpose created boundaries against old behaviors oh. that were keeping me from taking these new actions that I said to myself a million times I should be doing, I okay. but I wasn't doing. Yeah. Um. So I mean, like, yeah. As far as New Year's resolutions goes. Um, I suppose, and also I'm human. I, I, I <laughs> that's a that's, that's so we're 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 all human, right? Yeah. So the thing is, uh, even when I say this kind of a thing, and I'm embarking on a new habit, mm -hmm. and see, I've gotten into some defensive <laughs> body language posture, even as I did, I just caught that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's not easy to embark on a new goal. You'll notice that, like, you get it right a little bit, mm -hmm. and then you go back, mm -hmm. and then you kind of go back and, and you could get it right. So, I mean, it's not perfect. Like, even though we're talking about this and we're not speaking from like a pedestal, like it's, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a doable process, but it's not, it's not smooth. It can be messy. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it's hard because yeah. for somebody it might be hard for somebody it might be easy as soon as they figure out what's their, um, what's their, you know, purpose and stuff. And it doesn't all come down to purpose. Sometimes yeah. if you could just, uh, break down all the reasons why what you're thinking could, you know, how you could reframe what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. That's also a way to go about it. Yeah. So then what's your why for time management? My why for time management? So if, um, if we want to, my thing is if we want to do a very like, uh, like a good show that gets more people invested into it and actually there's more of a successful way to get certain ideas out there. Mm -hmm. Um, or like knowing how to get more views this way the ideas can be spread more mm -hmm. than investing in learning different like video editing right mm -hmm. like what Vegas does with our clips mm -hmm. for example it, learning how to do that myself so this way uh, it could be done on demand like easily every week mm -hmm. uh, and by the way thank, like for real like thank you like for real to Vegas 100% it's so I'm not trying to say it. it's just like uh, we ask a lot of 
of uh, of him. You mm-hmm. know, he has a lot of different things he's working on. Yeah. So, um, plus it's a good skill to learn, and that's like one thing. It's just video editing. Yeah. Then there's other things like what if uh, I meet somebody, or what if I went to let's say a seminar, or maybe there's a video seminar that exists online about uh, YouTube video creation, right. and and it does exist, yeah. right? Maybe there's something about the YouTube algorithm that I'll learn that I didn't know before. Maybe there's a certain time of the day you're supposed to be posting. Maybe um, you need your video title to be this length long. Maybe you need a certain keywords to be in there. Even if it's clickbaity, mm-hmm. you need, you know, the content should be real and authentic, but maybe you need some sort of clickbaity title. Um, and it's not about sacrificing integrity for the clickbaity title. You just kind of need it to grab attention. Right. Um, little things like that. And that's just for the show. Time management also in general just to kind of have more uh, respect for myself mm-hmm. in order to be someone who feels qualified to talk about the things we do on the show. All right. So you're thinking about it more from a long-term perspective then? Oh yeah. Okay. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, by the way, like the major reason why people like fail with New Year's resolutions. Because it's short-term thinking, short-term gratification. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like oh, like that goal is so far away, right? So now what I should do is, uh, I guess maybe this is a good segue into this conversation, right? Like, so how do we attain New Year's resolutions, right? And how do we fulfill them? I'm sure, like, probably if you guys are watching, you're gonna ask, right? So the thing is, like, where the struggle is usually for people is literally with short-term and long-term thinking. So for long-term thinking, obviously, it's like okay, here are my goals, right? For a kind of you know whatever extended period of time, right? And but I don't expect to achieve them anytime soon, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least if I do, it's gonna be sort of very minimal progress progress right um that hopefully add up to like these bigger uh i guess these bigger sort of long-term goals again so the point is that for people right because they don't see short-term progress or at least not enough of it they're like ah well i'd rather do this thing instead right because it's going to make me happier now so what we i mean like look i'm not an expert on this of course but but the idea is it's like the simple way of doing it is to set yourself like rewards for short-term goals to say like if i do this then i will give myself that right there that way you will have like short-term gratification obviously but i find that what works even more or could work in conjunction with those particular short-term rewards is to focus on your values right like what's important to you so if like i'm kind of in a nutshell if let's say your goal is exercise right and your goal is like i want to reach a particular you know whatever body figure by x amount of time right so the idea is it's like okay but like do i really want to go to the gym i don't know three four days a week in order to attain this body i mean in the beginning new year says yes right it's like yeah i absolutely want to do it this is something i'm interested in and then obviously when it comes down to it in like a month in and you don't have it and you're like oh do I really want to do it again mm-hmm. so the idea is to focus more on character which is something that we've talked about I think you know ad nauseum at this point is to focus on character more so than on the results because then what you're doing is you're saying okay by going to the gym what sort of values and ideals am I living up to right I'm being persistent I'm being resilient because pretty much like my body's telling me no stop it go do something else go have fun right and I'm like no I'm gonna do this right or rather that's persistent resilient in the sense of when I do have setbacks and I do have a day where I have to miss the gym, right? Then I can actually pick myself back up and then keep going, right? So I'm persistent, I'm determined, I'm resilient. Um, What's another good one? I don't know, nothing comes I mean, you're, you're following a discipline. Yes, disciplined, right? 
pretty much sort of um, structure, right? So structure is important for me, for me to sort of set a goal and be able to tell myself that I fulfilled it on that particular day. So the, the so the idea is, is that if you're living up to your values, right? So you can set rewards too, right? It's not one or the other. So you can set short-term rewards and then you can ask yourself, how am I living up to my values, right? So if you're doing that, what it is, is that essentially sort of prolongs the, I guess the potential, well, it doesn't, yeah, I guess it actualizes the potential and then prolongs the amount of time you actually spend going toward your goal, your long-term goal. And what's so interesting, you know, people are like, sometimes they think like, okay, the gym itself is actually what's important. But if you think about it, like, let's say from an evolutionary psychology, yeah, an evolutionary psychology perspective, right? So it's not that being fit is in itself the end goal, right? It's, or it is the end goal, or it could be. But the idea is it's not the sort of the, the thing in itself that gets us what we want. It's what it represents. So it's like if being fit, right? If let's say having, I don't know, a graduate degree, doing a podcast, right? Whatever it is, right? If it represents characteristics to people that they want to be with in terms of any type of relationship then what you're doing is you're already manifesting those characteristics before actually hitting the peak of that symbolism right which is going to show people like oh this is that person mm -hmm. so it's like if you're living up to that character that already in itself could be enough to sustain you again you can have short-term rewards if you want to it's not and it's not either or right so the idea is if you're living up to those characteristics right and what the goal is is to sort of be at the peak level of it where everybody can see that you're living up to characteristics and you can remind yourself you're already doing the thing that you want to be doing or you mm -hmm. already, at least to some extent, right, can, at least from your perspective, you can already perceive yourself, right, the way other people will perceive you that, right? Well, at least partially, right? So they might think like, oh man, like, wow, this person like looks really good or whatever, if that's what you're going for. But the, also the idea is that then they're going to think this person is really determined, this person is really disciplined, this person is really resistant, they're persistent, they're hardworking, etc. And you can already embody all of those characteristics before reaching, you know, physically what that means or that peak shape. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like some of the things that you were saying there, I was like, shit, um, I want to go to the gym today. <laughs> Let's do it. No, I was going to go anyway. But <laughs> oh, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, there, there were times like I, especially when I was trying to do the whole, um, you know, build it as a habit to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. um, I actually framed it in my head this way. Every day that I went to the gym, mm -hmm. if I even went, forgetting if I did my, whatever my workout's supposed to be, if I went. Yep. It's a win. Yes. That's that's how I would do it. I'd be like, okay. Why? Which values were embodied there? <laughs> uh, just more like um, being uh, disciplined yes. and following a routine. Yeah. So like for me, uh, one of the things I struggled and with persistent. was... persistent. Oh yeah, persistence, yeah. Oh yeah, no, well... Determined. Persistence I, I had. Persistence I had. But well, no, but I'm saying it was manifested and you going to the gym at that point. Well, you really sure. didn't want to, so determined, right? I mean, you know... Uh, the, the how conscious modest guy no it's not even that it's like how conscious of it was i right? no, no no i'm not saying you were i'm just asking like now when you're thinking about it no sure i mean uh, yeah for, for me it was more like it was just more don't go on about yourself now <laughs> damn it i started scratching i know I'm like what's going it's like alan gets, go Ale gets a little praise and it's like oh my god oh guys no 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 i mean like but here, here's the thing, like, yeah, it's what kept me going. Yeah. Like, even even if I had to look at it from the short term, mm -hmm. if I went mm -hmm. and I felt like, okay, I win for going, mm -hmm. I feel satisfied for the day. Yeah, I actually couldn't feel, like, because I used to feel like, well, actually, it's not even to say I wasn't feeling anxiety at that time either or anything like that, but I, like, 
uh, anxiety about like where was my life going? What am I doing? Uh, am I you know following my dreams or not? To what degree am I? Mm -hmm. How much time am I wasting? All that kind of stuff. Yep. What could I be doing that I'm like afraid uh, to do? And I keep telling myself like I should be doing it, but I'm not doing it. And it's like all these things building up. Mm -hmm. So when I had like a, one particular activity like the gym that I was being very persistent with and uh, going to and then thinking like, okay, it's a win if I do this. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that was cool was when I had pr final, when I had pro proved to myself that like I could actually go almost every day there mm -hmm. and um, stick to a certain routine and try to get like stronger or faster or just or just even just to get some kind of activity in for the day, mm -hmm. it made me feel like I can do other things in my life. Right. And then that, that actually gave me more confidence by focusing on one particular thing. Right. So I, Is it because of the way you saw yourself through it? Like, how, what, whoops. It was, more like, it was more like I had trouble keeping anything routine. Right. So, so, right. So it was the way you saw yourself in it. Yeah. Because right. now you're like, oh, I'm disciplined, at least to some extent. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even say it exactly like that. I was just more like, oh, thank God. Okay, maybe I actually could do another thing and try to do it yeah. as many days in a row as possible and maybe create some kind of new habit or something. Yeah. I did it with... Um, but the one was easy... This was easier to do because I was in a dark place at this time. You know, like gratitude practice and all that. Yeah. Like saying, uh, I would do like a thing like of uh, 10 things I'm grateful for in the day. Mm -hmm. And I would say I'm grateful for X... Uh, because of why mm -hmm. and then like um, and I always notice that whenever you say the reason why it cements it for some reason more in your head than if you just said I'm grateful for this I'm grateful for this I'm grateful for this because mm -hmm. I don't know it adds like an extra second of processing like yeah. that actually makes you pretty much start to feel the actual gratitude I hear and then doing that for like 30 days in a row let's say uh, I had a complete, like, uh, different experience of uh, my surroundings. A shift in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. just obviously kind of for time, right? Do you want to talk about how we'll actualize our New Year's resolutions? Oh, I mean, we we have um, we have good amount of time. Still. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I mean, because I think that that would be, like, still a pretty lengthy topic. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, just in case. Oh, okay. Like, What's he thinking? <laughs> uh, so, whatchamacallit, um... How to actualize Yes. Yeah. So what are you thinking? Like, how do you actualize being better at time management? Like, what concrete goals are you going to set? Um, so, for example, um, if it's the weekend, right? Mm -hmm. And I have, um, you know, of course I want to set time to hang out with my friends, right? That's one particular thing. Um, what I'll do is maybe two of, so maybe Friday and Saturday, or 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 whatever maybe just two of the three days mm -hmm. there i would hang out with friends i'll dedicate it to that mm -hmm. not dedicate but you know a certain amount of time and then maybe one particular day uh i would set up time to really dive deep into something like mm -hmm. for hours on end okay so just be careful because like when people another reason why people fail with their goals is when they're very vague about them where it's like oh well i'll set like a particular day aside for whatever right and then it's like the day never gets set and then you're like oh i guess that's well for instance like for me mm -hmm. uh my my day would be today for okay. example so um for example after we do the podcast right, so sundays usually okay Usually it would be Sundays, mm -hmm. but 
it, it, depending on how the hanging out works for that weekend, I may adjust. Mm -hmm. Like there were times I said to myself, I was going to go to the gym every day, mm -hmm. but then maybe something is sore where I have to go. And I you're have not some supposed to. Though. You're not supposed to go every the, day. The reason, yeah, but I didn't. What I did every day though wasn't. I hear you. Wasn't something that would uh, mess you up okay. um, in terms of. Uh, like, um, for, it wasn't like I was doing weight weightlifting. You walk in the day. door and you walk out. No. It was like a lot of um, cardio stuff, mm -hmm. a lot of push-ups, yeah. and it's not like I was doing any extra weight, so it's not like I would get um, sore. Mm -hmm. So because that was something actually I could manage doing every single day without any kind of repercussion. I didn't work out to the point of killing myself or I whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I did make errors with that back in the day, but that's a different story. Mm -hmm. um, also, I went every day because... It actually made it into a habit for me. I couldn't do the whole three to four days a week thing because the amount of days I didn't go, I'd be like, "Oh, well, I didn't go yesterday." <sighs> so I, my mind worked like that. Yeah, but that's reason. why, like, I guess experts on this topic would argue, like, to have concrete days, like concrete days, and even probably time concrete time slots for it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so time management. Time management. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you see, you can hear the hesitation in my voice. It goes back to what I said earlier. Like, I'm not perfect with it. Uh, you, you could hear the, like, little bits of vagueness and hesitation in my voice. That's what the vagueness is. It is hesitation. But I'll tell you this. Mm -hmm. um, since the new year started, mm -hmm. I have actually made more time to, like, check out more uh, videos or try to practice, like, some kind of skill. Mm -hmm. Like, with the video editing the other day. Um, that was New Year's Day, for example. Um, today, it's going to be more of that. And actually, I haven't found something that I'm going to... It's either read a book, mm -hmm. or it's going to be maybe like a video seminar type of deal. Okay. We'll see. That's the part where I'm vague, right? Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. But will it be set out to do something mm -hmm. in, in terms of learning? 100%. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm like that to a degree because I... Uh, that's that was my style before it's probably not the best it's definitely not the best style um just when i had more free time back in the day mm -hmm. still i would waste a whole bunch of hours in the day but at least three of those hours or something like that because of how much time there was it, i would easily be able to do some kind of learning mm -hmm. uh because of the lack of time now it's uh it on the on the surface it seems tougher so I'm just applying that vague thing of having a whole free day, mm -hmm. but then making sure that, you know, because of the feeling I have in my body of like, I need to do something, mm -hmm. I, I will definitely attempt to learn something. Okay, cool. So I, I understand how vague it is, but. I hear you. Maybe it'll work still. It works. Yeah. It works. Here's the thing. It it's like, this is not concrete, right? Just the ideas. It's not black and white. Again, like I think I obviously said before. So it's like what you're doing is when you're not being vague and when you're being concrete, you're just increasing the chances that you'll follow through. So it's not like you won't follow through. You can be vague and follow through. It's just that it's more likely that you'll follow through if you're concrete. If you're like, no, this is what I'm doing and I'm doing it at that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, I guess I guess I'll flip this a little bit. Let's do it. I was waiting for it. How are you going to make your resolutions? All right. So the way I'm thinking of it. So, okay. So it's, it's not going to be as concrete as I'm going to do it at this particular time, obviously. Cause like, Oh no, I'm going to be authentic between the hours of three and four. And then it like... feels better being on this side now. <laughs> I'm, just right? kidding, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> right. So, all right. What I'm gonna do? So, my most of my struggle was literally just. Um, so, I mean, this is something we talked about. Obviously, it's literally just expressing my emotions, right, outside of like anger. <laughs> so, which is why I'm like, oh, I'm so angry, and I could talk about that easily. So, for me, what I'm gonna try is best. Well, I'm just gonna do it. I'm whatever. Every I'm gonna remind myself, and I'm gonna do it. Not even try as best as I can. So, I'm gonna and I'm gonna kind of set a higher standard for myself. So, regardless of the environment, right, whether I'm let's say, I don't know, whatever, in session, whether I'm around you guys, whatever it is, right? So, wow, man, damn, I could have done it this morning too. Okay, whatever. So for the future now. So whenever I'm angry with someone, right, rather than just saying like, I'm angry with you, because technically it's not so much that I'm angry, right? So for me, so look, you could definitely be angry with people, right? So anger is pretty nuanced. So there's sort of justifiable anger where you're like really angry for, I mean, I guess it can also be both, right? Where you're pretty much, you're angry for some sort of injustice that was done toward you, right? Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, and even, yeah, even that sort of anger is sort of, okay, no, I would say that anger is even still uh, kind of cover, right? So pretty much all anger, at least I could be wrong and I might have to reconceptualize this later, but whatever, I'm going with it. So anger is pretty much a cover for hurt or fear, right? For the most part, or some combination of the two. So it's like, like Glenn said last week, right? Like with Ali, it's a way for you to redirect that fear into an emotion that you can control and you can use, right? Because if I'm anger, right? Now, if, I'm anger, if I'm angry, now I can kind of lash out at you, right? And I could sort of try as best as I can to reduce my fear, right? Through lashing out. So like getting you to run away, so like, <laughs> right? So what I'm going to do is in terms of authenticity, I'm going to before reacting with anger, right, and saying like, oh, like you did this thing or whatever it was, right, I'm going to ask myself, okay, what am I really feeling, right? Am I hurt by something this person said or did? Am I sad about it? Am I afraid of this person for whatever reason? I'm afraid of what they're going to say or I'm afraid of what they're going to do or I'm am I afraid of like whatever's going to happen in terms of my circumstances and I'm just going to be honest about that. So rather than saying I'm really mad at you because of this thing or I'm really angry about this particular thing, I'm just going to say, and this is what's hard for me, right, to say like, no, you really, you really hurt my feelings. You made me sad when you said or did that thing. Or you hurt my feelings when, um, I don't know, when you told me you couldn't come on our podcast. I don't know, whatever it is, right? And I would be like, this is why, right? Because I felt this way. I felt, um, I felt like unimportant to you, right? Or I felt like I didn't matter to you. Because that's the truth, right? But it comes out for me, right? Because kind of, whatever. And I don't mean to be for this to be a cop. Wow, that's big. Yeah, I know. It's so hard for me, man. It's yeah. so hard for me because usually what I do is like, ah, like, what do you mean you didn't do this thing? You said you were going to do this thing, right? So I'm going to try not to do that. I'm going to try to be like, look, and this is literally, by the way, what I teach my clients, FYI, this is, and this is how hard it is for me. So I would say, look, you know, you did this particular thing and this is the way it made me feel. So when you did this thing, right, it really hurt my feelings and it made me feel like I wasn't important to you or you didn't care about me, etc. So obviously what happens is if you're vulnerable, it'll get the other person to react much better than it would if you're just like accusing them and blaming them of whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's my goal. Try as best as I can. <laughs> I mean that's that's really good. Uh, honest, I I don't remember. I, that's I haven't heard you speak like this. Before. See, yeah, yeah that's uh-huh. pretty. Thank you, man. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Well, to stay on, you know how how in general to keep with um, resolutions or even just goals in general. It doesn't again the whole resolutions thing is a little. Um, mm-hmm. It's cliche, right? Yeah. So if somebody's like listening or watching and they're like, "Come on, man, what's this New Year's resolution shit?" Come yeah. On. I'd be like, okay, actually, I can, I can see that. But either way, you're still essentially saying the same thing. Like, I, 
I still want to accomplish some kind of goal and all yeah. that. Oh, and, and also just, I think the New Year's resolution thing, it's just it's just a way for people to sort of like, um, it's a motivator, like an extra motivator. Like these are goals that people would have like probably otherwise, but they're like, oh, because like we have this New Year's resolution idea or idea added to it, now it just motivates me or try it. Or yeah, it's a nice structure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is pretty nice. Yeah, like there were times that that helped me to uh, be like, oh, okay, it's the beginning of a new year. Right. So I'm going to try to do something every single day or as much as possible something like that mm-hmm. and it's it's definitely worked more in uh, recent years mm-hmm. so it, you know take it for what it is it's it's definitely a good thing yeah most definitely and the thing is like it's I, I think it's cliched for a reason like I mean maybe look maybe sometimes people don't know how to fulfill their resolutions maybe sometimes they don't try hard enough I that's granted right but I think it's cliched for a reason because I think all of us are on the road or at least want to be on the road of personal development so you know, even if somebody's not, or somebody doesn't want to, like, um, develop themselves. Because, again, even that has is a, is a cliche for some people. Right. Like, here's the thing. Uh, the reason why I'm talking like this is because I want to break down... Because here, there, we have such a, like a, a wide kind of audience that we could talk to, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, different uh, dispositions, different... Um, just views on life like for example somebody uh, might uh, totally love you know being authentic being present to the moment and all that and they're like but what is this self-help you know side of it right mm-hmm. another person might love self-help and um so they you know they they love every single thing that we're talking about mm-hmm. the but essentially we're all yeah we're all kind of just trying to do well for ourselves and so, and also for other people and uh, different people have you know depends like the scale is different for other people sometimes they're really for other people yep. sometimes it's more for themselves yeah whatever can i ask you a favor though so can you hold me accountable in the future so if i ever let's say if i ever get mad at you or if i ever get mad at someone in the group right can you kind of call me out on it and ask me what i'm really feeling sure okay damn let's give it yeah. tough. but <laughs> When was the last time that happened? Well, not no. Let me not do that. Literally today. <laughs> today. Yeah. Because <laughs> the guest thing. Yeah. It's fine. No, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, so in the future, if that were to ever happen, right? Can you call me out on it? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. Do you want me to hold you accountable in any way? No. Okay, I got you. Yep. I, I feel. <laughs> I'm like... gonna hold myself accountable. <laughs> I feel that. No, I'm just. I mean. Uh, no, I know what you mean. I've had moments where I'd be like, uh, there's something I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I keep noticing that I keep uh, going back into the automaticity of just like, I'm back in my old habit. Mm-hmm. And I have asked someone before to uh, kind of remind me, mm-hmm. like, you know, all the time about uh, something that I'm trying to do that I know is good for me, mm-hmm. that I have like intense resistance towards doing. Yeah. So fine you don't have to it's your call i'm just asking <laughs> no it's cool yeah let's do it why okay not? how why not what do you what uh, do you like it for uh, i don't know just every single day <laughs> every day <laughs> every day you have to say good morning <laughs> no, i'm just playing no no, no. just like oh you gotta tell them the joke now <laughs> oh the good morning yeah because like, what are they talking about uh, when we first started doing the podcast something like that we would just start talking like out of nowhere in the morning about like how to do it, and this is like, and we're and we're even like, 
we, we know each other, but like we're getting to know each other even more, like even better at that time. So like the conversation would just start from like already as if it was in the middle of a conversation uh-huh. about the podcast. I'm like, okay, but it's the morning right now. Can we like can we insert some like you uh, you asked friendly... me you asked me to say good morning I, and then like what... I trolled you on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, because the idea was I was just trying to say like let's let's get some banter yeah. first, <laughs> like oh hey what's up something like that. <laughs> And then, like, then bring in the show. <laughs> when the show was brought up immediately, at least in those early times, I was like, uh, I don't, it's weird. I'm not, in, like, I don't know. I, could, I couldn't engage. And then remember, I would or, troll I you. Know. I would, like, you would hit me up at night and ask me something. I'm like, Alan, you didn't even fucking say good evening. You didn't even say good evening. <laughs> you didn't say good morning. Yeah. Um, so I forgot where. Uh, but yeah, though, so in terms of holding you accountable. Yeah, I yeah. mean. Here's the thing, man. If it's my thing, it's going to be less likely that you'll react well to it. So here's the thing. Uh, it's it's definitely good to have someone hold you accountable. Like actually, there's this thing. Uh, uh, Tim Ferriss at, at one point he wrote this book called uh, The Four Hour Body, mm-hmm. right? And he had a whole bunch of books called The Four Hour Work Week, Four Hour. Uh, I think it's over there. Yeah, Four Hour Chef, and then Tools of Titans <laughs> is over wow. there, and Tribe of Mentors, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway. Um, point is when he wrote the four hour body, there was some sort of site that he, um, recommended for people who are trying to lose weight or work out. Mm-hmm. And it was like something where you put down a certain amount of money mm-hmm. and if you don't follow your weight goal, uh, and, and they hold your money. And if you don't follow your weight goal and provide proof of it or something like that, then they keep your money. Yeah. So you had to create some sort of, uh, like, um, you know, you would lose something if you didn't follow your goal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that held you accountable. Mm-hmm. So, I, I like the whole holding you accountable thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Every once in a while, I would just be like, uh, so are you, I don't know, are you making uh, time to uh, read or learn about um, video editing or YouTube-related stuff? Okay. Or I can just ask you what you have learned, like, in the week. How about that? Would you want that instead? <laughs> what did we learn today? <laughs> no, I'm give me a rundown, book reports. Give me a book report. <laughs> I love how hesitant you are. You're like, oh, resistance, resistance. Yeah, because yeah. I'd rather just kind of hold myself accountable. Okay. And also, anytime I like mess up, it would just be like, but Alan, you can't. I, I, I don't have to do this. You don't. You could just say no. It's your call. Yeah, I know. Because I'm like, asking you to hold me accountable. So that's for me. That's not for you. Yeah, but you see how much resistance I have towards it? I'm catching it. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm, I'm saying, I'm thinking that's even more of a reason to <laughs> do it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying, I'm also trying to like be a model, like for anyone who's listening, like yeah. if they, if they're as resistant as I am, yes. like right now, uh-huh. to do the thing that you're uh, resisting. <laughs> you so, feel so uncomfortable right you now. You see it. I'm like looking at <laughs> yeah, like, touching. Yeah, uh, you're yeah. You're doing all sorts of stuff, <laughs> no, moving dude. around. Yeah. So okay, uh, I'm I'm down. For okay, this. cool. All right. All right. Every morning, I will say good morning, and then I will ask you what you've learned the day before. I'm kidding. Just playing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we could we could do that. All right. Um, cool. What was the other goal? The other resolution? Time management and. No, uh, like meditation. Try, okay. Try to actually uh, do meditation. That one, you're on your own. Yeah. No, because like. Um, I, I, in a sense, uh, do it, let's say, on the train on mm-hmm. the way to work. Yep. I don't close my eyes or anything like that. I'll actually... <laughs> that would be weird. You could close. I yeah, people, no, people sleep. Sleeping. That's true. You can mm-hmm. look as if you're sleeping or something. Yeah. But, um... Goose 
I would do things like I would just look around, uh, kind of feel my uh, body or like my hands, and then when you start to concentrate like on certain parts of your body, mm -hmm. it feels a little bit. Wa it's not warmer, but you just kind of feel um, a tension there. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would do something like that. So I start to feel my body more, and I just kind of look around, and uh, I don't think so much. Mm -hmm. Because I'm more in, into like feeling and putting attention to certain parts of my body. Mm -hmm. So I, you could say I meditate technically when I do that. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to do another sort of another version of it where let's say I'm at home and, um, you know, 20 minutes of meditation. Like mm -hmm. le legit sit down for 20 minutes in a comfortable sort of position. Mm -hmm. Ideally, you should be supposedly like uh, sitting with your like back straight up hands on your, uh, not your knees, but like on your uh, thighs. You mean the opposite of what I'm doing now? Uh, yeah, but then they also say, or whatever position's comfortable for you. I so I don't, it might not matter necessarily. Alright. So I want to do that version and try the whole 20 minutes a day thing and actually set aside that time. I, I did it recently on, I did it on New Year's Day and that's it actually. Mm -hmm. So that's me being honest. I didn't do it every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll I'm gonna do it today because um, I, I'll put it this way: I feel bad about not having done it. That's the best I can I say. I, I suppose. I, I don't know. What What do you have to say to that? Is there some other way I should be thinking about it? Um, or, so or, or should we use what we talked about? <laughs> what What's my purpose for meditating? No, yeah, yeah. So that the motivator. But then, by the way, also in terms of um. So again, going back to literally our second episode and using the thought record. So the thing is, like, when somebody's really sort of anxious or sad about something, mm -hmm. like, let's say themselves, or like, I'm really sad and angry at myself for not, you know, meditating X amount of time. So and then if you view yourself as, let's say, a failure, right? Right? So I am a failure. What's going to happen is your sort of depression, right? Your anger is going to be through the roof, right? Paralyzing. There's nothing you can really do with that, right? Because again, and something I probably, I, I'm going to assume I said this, right? I don't want to say for sure because if somebody goes back to the episode, oh, he never said that. Whatever, maybe I said it. So what happens is if somebody views themselves as a failure, what happens is the task is either insurmountable or, or not even the task, right? I'm overcoming that, whatever tasks you want to do to overcome that belief, right? Or insurmountable or the, I guess the belief is insurmountable because you're like, oh, I'm a failure. This is just an inherent part of who I am. Or conversely, you think that it's so difficult to try to overcome, right? That you're not even going to start. So for you, if you're sort of devastated by your, you know, kind of your setback, what happens is you're not going to try, right? You're going to be like, oh my God, like this is it. I can't, I can't do this. People tell themselves all the time, right? But if you tell yourself, okay, like, no, I made a mistake and I fucked up, right? I failed, right? This was an instance of my failing. I wanted to meditate today, but I didn't, right? So I'm angry at myself and I'm sad, I'm sad, I guess, with myself or about it, right? So if, instead of being at 90, you're like at a 60 right so you're angry and you're sad then what you could do is you can tell yourself okay how do i now use these emotions because emotions aren't necessarily positive or negative it just literally matters how intense they are right if they're so intense because they're connected to your belief of yourself as a failure worthless etc right then they're bad if meaning that they're stifling or mm -hmm. paralyzing if they're positive or rather, if they're connected to reality in the sense of your interpretation is I failed at this, then what you're going to do is you're going to try to problem solve. You're going to ask yourself, okay, now I'm going to use these emotions because I don't want to ever feel them again, right? You're going to obviously, but that's that's the idea, the conception. So what do I do next time to make sure that I don't feel sad and I don't get angry at myself for failing to meditate? And then that's kind of it, right? And you're going to sort of plan it out and you're going to be like, okay, next time I'm going to do this. And then as a sort of motivator, you can have a million motivators, obviously, if you want, but one of them could be like, oh, hey, 
I don't want to feel angry and sad at myself for not meditating today. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely works. I mean, uh, I definitely, I think it's funny if you, especially in terms of meditating, mm-hmm. if you try to beat yourself up. Yeah, 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 right. For not meditating. <laughs> for not being still. Yeah. Or for, yeah, like one thing that uh, happens a lot, uh, or happens definitely to people who meditate, and it's happened to me too, mm-hmm. it's uh, all of a sudden like you're, uh, you, you're, you're chilling out, you're, you know, you're breathing, you're feeling your body, all that, all of a sudden you start to drift off, you start to think about something mm-hmm. and then, then you catch yourself, oh, I'm thinking about something. Ah, oh, st- stop. You're not supposed to be thinking yeah, yeah. about something. And then you go back to not thinking, right. but from that, emo- like the momentum, the emotional momentum mm-hmm. or causes a little heightened feeling of stress. Like you just kind of feel it a little. Right. It's a lot of the pressure you put on yourself. Yeah. You feel, yeah. yeah you feel that for a second and it just takes, it's a weird paradoxical thing that takes you out of the meditation for a sec yeah. and you could go back into it. But what's hilarious is like that tends to happen and it's, but it's a hilarious little paradox. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't even have resistance against your, it resi- like if you catch yourself, you're just supposed to stop and just continue mm-hmm. instead of just be like, what, what, what uh, I damn, go back to, th- go back to no thinking. Yes. And then, and then actually then going back to no thinking. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting process, but you get better. I think what you're saying, the idea is not to put like a lot of pressure on yourself, just to try to do it, and then if you can't, then try to do it again. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just like uh, course correct, like yes. oh, oh, what, oh, oops. Okay, yeah. course correct. Right, right. My skip, place. skip the yeah, yeah, yeah. the reaction mm-hmm. if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right then. Wow. How long do you think of this? How long have we gone for? No, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. All right, anything else we should cover? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I hope everyone has a happy, happy new year. I know this came out like uh, how many days after the new year? Instead of the fifth? Yeah, it was the fifth. So five days. Mm -hmm. But still, like, you know, to everyone, good luck on your new year's resolutions. And we hope some of these, like, strategies have helped you guys in some way. Yeah, hopefully. Um, You know, please let us know in the comments section if um, any of this was uh, helpful if you if you have any questions anything like that um we're, we might try something in the near future where maybe on facebook or twitter mm-hmm. or even instagram we might uh put out like you know an ask me anything sort of post and if you guys want you know you can engage in that and then we can have sort of like a little mini conversation mm-hmm. oh you know what would be really cool so if obviously whoever feels comfortable with this guy is in the YouTube section or the comment section of YouTube. So if you guys have any other sort of strategies for us in terms of helping us accomplish our goals, then please leave them for us. I would love to hear what you guys think. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So, We've yeah. done it. Yep. So, <laughs> so anyway, as we usually say, you know, follow us at Seize the Moment Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, <clears throat> so on Twitter, it's Seize underscore podcast. On Instagram and Facebook, it's at Seize the Moment Podcast. And yeah, like and subscribe. Uh, hit the, hit bell. the bell. And see you guys up next episode for episode <laughs> 20, 36. <laughs> episode 55. <laughs>